Another episode of the Bench Mob ENT. We have tonight's special guest, Joe Anderson, Coach Joe, podcast creator Joe. How you doing tonight? I'm good. I'm good, bro. I'm good. I, I like the introduction. <laughs> of course. We got to give out the shout out. We know you play football too. Penn State was seeing the background. Giants was seeing the background. We're going to definitely touch on that, of course. Of course, we're going to have to touch on your Giants, of course. Coach Joe, so you my, one of my OGs, you graduated before me, you a coach now, what inspired you to become a coach and coach football? Uh, so honestly, growing up, and you know, because you was only like a year under me, so, right? He was a year under me, right? 11, I graduated 11. Yes, yeah, so the year after me. Yeah. Honestly, like, and you, so you know a lot of the talent that was like in my class, even above me and stuff like that. Like I saw a lot of these kids wasting a lot of their athletic ability and their potential and just honestly going down kind of the wrong routes in life. Like kids that had, you know, whether it be D1, D2 potential, whatever, college potential, anything like, do you see them go down the wrong path in life and you're just like, something you could do so the next generation of kids doesn't go down that same path. And obviously you're not going to save every kid, you know, there's going to be kids that, you know, slide to the cracks that unfortunately, you know, things happen in life. And, um, but I just thought as I, I just thought of it as a way of being a teacher. Cause I don't, you know, I work in the education system too for the town, but like, I didn't, that's not really where my passion lies. My passion lies on the football field. And once I was done playing, you know, I tried to play in college and the doctor shut me down because my medical history. So like I thought the next best thing was like go back and coach, you know? And like that that was my way of being a teacher and just being like a mentor to some of the young kids and just telling them like, listen, like y'all wanna have all these dreams and aspirations of playing next level, but y'all gotta understand that like I've been through that where I've seen kids have the same aspirations and goals as you and end up whether they just have multiple kids working a regular job, some are dead, some are in jail, some are selling drugs, some are hooked on drugs. And they just, they didn't have the, somebody there to kind of, you know, teach them the way, you show them the path and they just kind of fell by the wayside. So that was really like a major light that kind of popped on for me. Like if I can't play, the next thing is to go back and, and teach these guys. So I'm not only teaching, I'm also just trying to be a mentor and guide them down the correct path. I always tell them like, yo, like, just because football's over, it doesn't mean you don't have to talk to me. Like, football, during football season, 
you know, both before, during, after, like, you have my number, you have me on social media. If you don't want to text, hit me on Instagram, whatever, call me. You want to meet up, meet up and hang out. If you want to get out of some type of situation or get away from something, like, number is always on for you. Like, if you're really serious about, like, talking and just kind of getting help or anything, come talk to me. Like, I'm always here for any kid that I've ever coached, you know, so that that's really was, like, my main thing, just trying to help guide these, the youth of the next, you know, next generation. So that's really what got me into coaching. That's huge to have that impact and to let them know that you're, they're more than just like an athlete. You feel me? Like after the season is done, y'all can still reach out to me. I can still talk to me. We can still have communication. I'm sure you, like you said, you've, you played, you try to play in college. You know, there's coaches that only care about, all right, what you going to do for me on the field? What you going to do for me on the court? And don't really care about the other aspect. And the good thing, too, you're freshman, so you're getting them straight, straight from middle school, starting off young. And we know freshman year is just as important as that senior year. How you start off your high school career is very important for you. You you touched on it and whatnot. How how does that feel, though, to be able to have such a huge impact on kids futures not just on the football field but off the field um it, it's it, to me i i just it's a to me i feel i feel like i'm making an impact on a lot of the kids that i can only hope so um and the thing is like i you know i do the freshman but you know i also do the town pal so i'm always around those kids too and so funnily enough my first year coaching so i, I coached the sixth grade team sixth seventh around there my kids that I had in my first year are now seniors in high school. They're now mm-hmm. all there. Some of those kids are the seniors on the football team this year. So, like, those are the guys walk up to me like, yo, Coach Joe. Or they, they refer to me as – so it's funny. Everybody mostly called me JoJo or Coach JoJo. Those guys, like my three main guys this year, they still call me Coach Anderson. They knew me as Coach Anderson from Powell. So, like. Just to have, and even like I see them, I would see them on the feet. I'd see them, you know, walking around with stars, downtown with stars, up the hill, whatever. And they always come up, talk to me, Coach Joe, what's up, blah, blah. On the field, they still come to me like, yo, Coach Joe, you help with this, this, that. You know, all the people that call me Coach Anderson or Coach Joe or whatever, like, they still know me back from like sixth grade. They, re- they refer to me in that light rather than the high school light. So, like, I feel like I've had some type of impact with some of these kids and just working with these kids. And not even if, I don't, even if I don't have the kid, just still being around and being a face that they recognize as a, at a young age, like having these kids when they're in fourth grade be like, oh, I know this guy, like, you know, show, they, they just seeing that I'm around now and then I have them in sixth grade, then they go up to the high school and if I'm still around by then, like, then they're like, oh, I've seen this, I know this guy for like eight years. Like, this guy's really been around in my life. Like, so it's, um, uh, I, I, it's 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 a really long series and it, it really gets it gets it gets tired like i'm I'm exhausted all the time now but like <laughs> i'm always exhausted bro like between practice and games like i have no days off but honestly it's like i really wouldn't trade it for anything i just like i said i just hope i'm having i, I see a lot i see some some impact and i just hope that I'm, i can continue to have impact in people's lives honestly so Talk about the success though that you're having. Every week I see the stats. I see you post West Orange <laughs> one. West Orange beat this team. Eight and <laughs> With that aspect, so 
you know, I always find it interesting when we see coaches have the success at the lower ranks, right? And, you know, at that lower rank, sometimes you have more of an impact, more of the relationship building aspect that you have. You're more in tune with it. Do you have any aspirations of maybe going on to coaching varsity or coaching at a different, you know, maybe a college? Do you have any aspirations of moving up in the ranks or are you okay where you're at because you're having such an impact and you've built these relationships where, like you said, kids know you for eight years now, basically. That's, that's relationships that are tough to give up. So where's your mindset on that? Um, it's, it's tough because I do love, you know, I do love working with the youth. You know, I, I love working with the youth in this town and just in general. And I just, I want to see those kids grow and flourish and everything, but it's, it's, it's hard. Cause it's like, I always think of it like, do I want to do this? And cause I always want to build my star and jump. I want to see kids go to their fullest potential. But I'm always kind of having the back of my head, like if I'm doing, I'm, I'm trying my best, you know, I'm one person, but I'm trying my best to build up the youth. But like, I don't want the kids to fall by the wayside if I ever were to leave. Like, I'm not saying that I'm having some major impact and sending these kids off to like Alabama and stuff, but like, I do have dreams of like, I do varsity, I do eventually either want to go up and do varsity, like be like a head coach for a varsity team or like be a college coach. I always want to be like a college defensive line coach. Like that, if I just get there, I'd be fine. Like, because, you know, I, at one point I was going on that path to cut be a college football coach, but some things happened. But, you know, just money-wise, financially, but it just wasn't really in the plans for me at the time. So I fell into this, and I've, I've grown to love it. And, you know, as, as of now, I'm still here, and, you know, I don't, I don't really have a foreseeable future where I'm leaving, and I'm just trying to make the biggest impact on these kids in this town as possible. Like, I, I love the – I love coaching the freshmen freshman kids and even though they give me like cosmetics and <laughs> and I love you know running around with the, the, the kids like I have my sixth graders and I play around with them and then I have the the third and fourth year old the third and fourth uh, fourth graders they come around and they're always talking to me and then I have like the second graders that always come up to me and you know, little five football players come up to me asking me questions and you know a million and one questions and wanting to play with me and throw a football with them so like you know, it's awesome to play, like, just to just be around people on all the levels from, like, seniors in high school all the way to second graders that all recognize you in some type of way and know your name and just want to, you know, be around. So, you know, it's, it's just a humbling experience to try to, you know, I just try to do my best to try to help these kids, you know. Yeah, that, you're definitely valuable in that aspect, you feel me, like, to be able, you're talking about third, fourth grade to all the way to seniors in high school, you're known and you you said that you you know you're not making a huge impact but the fact that you have third fourth all the way to seniors in high school you're definitely that that's somebody that you know you hear about as like one of the the town heroes type thing like that the town just knows and has been around with that being in the mindset of people knowing you from that young and wanting to ask you questions and wanting to be around you Something that comes to mind is like, you know, when Charles Barkley back in the day said, I'm an athlete, I'm not a role model. For you, being that you have eyes of all ages on you, how does that affect your mindset and how you go about your everyday life? Um, it's, it's tough. I'll give you that much. It's tough because, listen, you know, we all did things when we were younger. You know, we did a lot of stupid stuff when we were like in high school and 
even like your, you know, early 20s and stuff, stuff that I can't do now, you know, stuff that if I did now, then I would be the biggest hypocrite in the town, you know, so if I would, I'm teaching my kids from, again, from, you know, they see, you know, Coach JJ or Coach Jojo or Coach Anderson, whoever knows me from whatever, you know, they see him walking around the town or they see, they see him and they're like, oh, Coach, he, Coach so-and-so is cool. He's this, he's that. I want to be him. I want to coach you. I want to coach how you coach one day. Like, you know, during the varsity games, I walk up with the varsity and I see all my pal kids lined up on the sides of the, <laughs> on the sides of the rope. Everybody, like all the kids, all the little sixth graders and fifth graders, Coach JJ, Coach JJ, like chanting your name and everything. And I'm giving them high fives when I walk past and everything. It's like, and then for me to go out and, you know, do something stupid and jeopardize that would just be like, well, this guy I looked up to all this time is just like a fraud. So I like, you know, there's stuff that I did, you know, years ago that like, <laughs> there's stuff that I can't do now, things that I want, I, I, I would have said years ago. And even like when I posted on social media, I have to be like completely aware just because not only do I have the kids, but I have the parents that are, are watching, like this guy's making a big impact on my child's life. And mm-hmm. then if I sit here and I turn around and, I were to post something or you know, whatever, they'd be like, oh, this guy that I have around my child's talking like this and posting things like this, like, it's not a good look. So I have to really, you know, remember who I am and the impact that I do have on people and I have to just, you know, just be aware of certain things like that and understand that I'm not, you know, 20 years old anymore, I'm turning 30 in like a week. So I, I gotta, you know, I gotta, you know, just be aware of things like that. It's it's a lot, but you know, I, again, just from what I'm doing, I, I completely understand how I have to keep up with the image that I, you know, that I have. So, no, I definitely commend you on that because I know that can't be something that's easy. You might want to say certain things, you might want to post certain things, and I'm pretty sure you go through it like I can't post this. Yeah, I can't. I can't comment on this, and yep. we see we see it way too often though. We see coaches on all levels we see teachers uh athletes that people look up to even though you know nobody should be idolized but still some kids need somebody to look up to and it's tough when the you know the one or two people they look up to falls now everybody falls everybody makes mistakes but i commend you on trying to keep that in the forefront like yo i gotta make sure i keep this certain thing up because i have the impact and like you said the parents too Parents don't want their kids around. Oh, oh, this is how Coach JoJo talk. Right. Oh, what What if he slip up and say something like, "You feel me?" So that's that's huge right there. For those that don't know, so you're the freshman coach. How does that work in regards of the varsity and freshman? Is it just a streamline of, "Hey, this is the playbook. This is what we're gonna run." How does it work being a freshman coach? How do you work with the varsity coach? Um, so yeah, so again, so you said for those for those who don't know, I am the, the head freshman coach at Western Orange High School. I'm also the assistant D-line coach for the varsity. Um so basically basically how we really much run things is that like like you said, the playbook, we take the playbook as varsity and JV and freshman and everything. We try to start off running those same plays on the freshman level simplified you know simplified down so you know they can because some of these kids are eighth graders that come up through the pal some of these kids have never played football a day in their life before like half of our team of the kids like half the team of this year have never played football a day in their life like a kid our starting center 
this year has never played football a day in his life. He's uh, he's been in the West Orange his whole life. He's played soccer his whole life and everything. And he decided to play football this year, and he's probably the second best center in the entire program. Again, and he's just like he 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 soaks up knowledge like crazy. He his snaps are consistent. He's a good blocker. Like he just you know he 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 makes checks on the line and flips plays and it's just like the kids is knowledgeable. So it's like it's just crazy to see. So like we try to implement everything on the freshman level to a simpler degree. And then when they move up, they learn, you know, the more complexities of it. So when they move up to JV and the sophomore to junior and eventually varsity, you know, they move up and they learn everything they need to do. Um, in the freshman, we try to go opposite of the varsity. So we have like Tuesday, like tomorrow is usually offensive day for the varsity. So it's usually defensive day for us. So the D line coach for the varsity that I work with, me and him talk pretty much every day. He's one of my good friends. Uh, he comes down and he runs through the entire defensive playbook with the freshmen. He lines them up, and we have about 27, 8, 28 freshmen. So he lines them up and they like mirror each other, and he runs through the entire playbook with them. Like 15 to 20 different calls. He goes over everything, make sure they know everything, make sure they're going in the right gaps, they're stepping with the right foot, you know, they're they're getting in their drops, they're reading their runs, all that stuff. He goes through everything. Then when he leaves, um, then when he leaves our, our offensive coach, offensive coordinator, he comes and he runs through 15, 20 plays. And then our other guy, our special teams coordinator, he runs through all special teams. Like these are things we do every single day. You know, it's on a simpler level because it's freshmen. And again, it's a lot to, you know, a lot of them for to take in, but it sets a good foundation for when they move up to JV and varsity in the coming years. And a lot of these kids, honestly, are going to have to make that jump sooner than later. So they're going to have to really grow up and, and soak up a lot of knowledge in a very short time. Um, but yeah, we try to make it as seamless as possible. And we're even going down to like the power level. Now, now we're trying to go down to the fourth and fifth and sixth grade and everything, try to get them running the defenses and get them learning the offenses and the play calls and everything. So by the time they're in freshman year, like this is automatic. You know, and then they get the varsity. It's like I, I've been running the same play for you know eight to nine years. I know what I'm doing. <laughs> so, it it hopefully like it's the system, it's the machine. You know, the system, system is in place. So we just hopefully, you know, it just starts working at this point. But um, yeah, it's it it was hard to let me say to be. I, it was it's very hard on certain levels to teach kids what we run on the high school level, you know how, cause you know, football too. Like a lot of kids understand, or a lot of kids, younger than I, they don't really understand the whole difference between a man defense and a zone defense or yeah. step, stepping into a gap or, you know, you know, chopping your feet and reading the run and reading the pass and running your lane and like cover three and cover this and that. Like, it's hard to kind of teach a fifth grader that on some, on, you know, but it's, it's not gonna say I'm not gonna say it's been seamless. There's been some hiccups in it, but it's getting there. So hopefully in the next couple of years we can get the thing running. So it, it is interesting to see though. That's a dope plan because that's how you kind of like build a program um, where now you're talking about for years to come things are just running smooth. Like you've seen it 
football, basketball, the, the teams and the players that play with each other year round and have been running the same plays may not always be the most talented, but they've been running mm-hmm. this and got the chemistry and they know what they're doing. Exactly. Yeah. And it'll be the other team that may they may have more talent, but they don't got the chemistry. They haven't been yep. they don't have the fundamentals down. They don't have the plays and especially, mm-hmm. especially more so even with football, because it's such a violent sport to be able to know this is how you tackle. This is your gaps. This is where you go. This is how you, hey, this is when you see if it's a run, if it's a play action. If you got, commend y'all for that too. If you got it started fifth, sixth grade, fourth grade, by the time they get to the high school, that part is easy now. The fun, yeah, yeah. Play, yeah. I got that part. Let's figure yeah. out how, how we gonna do this. So yeah. that would be huge. If you had to pick one, right? If you had to pick one as a coach, mm-hmm. what's, most important if you had to pick one the x's and o's or inspiring and motivating the players oh for me it's always for me it's always inspiring and motivating the players like this is my third year coaching on the high school level so the first year and so the first year we went one and seven or one eight our first year our second year we went four and four last year now this year we're eight and no um it's just my thing, again, like, they're going to have three other years after they come from me to learn the X's and O's. And honestly, it doesn't take three years to learn it. Like, if you sit down, if you're just, if you're an offensive guy, you sit down, you, and they have different apps for all this stuff now. Like we use a, we use one main app, or, or the whole playbook is on there. It breaks down the assignments of every position that you need. You can go down there and you study that playbook and you learn what you have to do. That's, like, Football is like 90% mental anyway. Like learning this stuff like is more than half the battle. You learn where you need to be. Like we can teach you like the footwork. We can teach you hand placement and also, but you have to be, you have to know what you're doing on the play. You know what I'm saying? Like you have to understand, I got to step here. I got to do this. I got to go. I got to work with this guy up to the backer, turn on this angle, shade this guy, block this guy. You have to learn these things. We can teach you everything else. Like, but I can't force you to study a playbook. I can't force you to care which what you have which way you have to step or which way you what point you have to move first. So like the X's and O's comes with time. It, it, it can it can be worked on. My whole thing is though the reason the thing is I, for me, I wanna again, I wanna inspire these kids not to only love football, but just I want them to grow as men in life. Like I want them to just like and a lot of these kids you know how football is, you know, you know how we grew up, like, not all these guys come from, like, great homes, they don't come from, like, a whole, you know, a picturesque mother, father, you know, white picket fence house, everything's perfectly fine, so we, all these kids, at least when we were going to school, come from broken homes and stuff like that, like, single mother, or, you know, oh, I love my grandma, or, you know, whatever else it may be, you know, and they might not have a father figure, they may not have someone they could just talk to, they may not have this, they may not have that, so, I always want these kids, they might not have the motivation to just to go to, to go to school or, you know, or anything, but I have motivation in life in general. So I always want to, that's what, again, that's another reason I always, you know, say my door is always open. My phone's always on for you. Like if you hit me up at 10 o'clock at night and I'll just, if whatever I can do to help you, I'll do it. I'll stay up with you and talk to you till, you know, two in the morning. If you're, if something's going on, like, if you call me at like one o'clock in the morning, like, yo, I need to get out of my house because something's going on, blah, blah. I'll meet you somewhere. I don't care. Like, keep yourself safe. Like, you know what I'm saying? But I, my 
I always want to look out for these players and just expi- inspire them to do whatever your dream is. Like, and I always tell you, like, if you're going to go after it, they'll go after it. Like, don't just sit here. It's like, yeah, I think I'm going to do this. Like, they'll figure out something that you want to do and go after it. And don't be afraid to fail. Like, if you fail, then it's okay. You tried. Like, you, you, you I had a dream. I pursued it. It may not have worked out now. Maybe it'll work out if I go, maybe, if, maybe it'll work out later on, or maybe it's not what's meant to be, but at least I attempted and I tried it. But like, to me, not not to have any motivation at all is just not a good characteristic to have in life. Like, it's something you need to, like, my point, my thing is, like, what's the point in really living if you don't, you know, have anything to live for? So, like, I wanted to try to inspire these kids. Again, not just, it's cool, like, oh, yeah, I want to play receiver at Alabama. Okay, well, um, understand, play receiver at Alabama, you can't go to Alabama with four Fs, like, <laughs> You can't go. You can't go to Alabama if you're getting in fights and getting suspended every week. Like, you can't do that. Like, so you have to. You have to do better than this. You can't just like. You can't sit here and think they're gonna come to a game and see you just score three touchdowns, offer you a scholarship your sophomore year in a JV game. Like, it's not gonna happen. First thing they're gonna do is be like, "What's this kid's name? He's a sophomore. Okay, cool. Let me see his grades. Oh, he has six Fs out of seven classes." can't take them next like you know as a lot of these kids we talk to we are on top of them all the time like listen you guys think your junior and senior year is when you get your scholarships it's not not the case like you guys think oh i'm freshman i got three more years to build this up not the case not the case these college coaches are looking at your freshman sophomore and a little bit of your junior year because by the time you're a junior they know what type of person you are they know the character of you so when they see freshman and sophomore year, he decides to fail every class because he really thought he just had more time to build up stuff. They're not interested. They're not interested in you as a person or a football player because they don't want that in their program. They're going to see that. So a lot of, just try, we try to motivate these kids. Hey, classrooms first. You're, a stu- you're called a student athlete for a reason. Grades are first. Respect, respect whoever you live with in your home. Don't cause trouble. You know, respect the program, keep your grades up, and then we'll worry about football later. But we always like, like again, my friend always says, dominate the dominate the classroom, dominate every facet of life. Like, dominate the classroom. We always motivate them. Try to keep your grades up. If you want to play this game, keep your grades up. If you don't keep your grades up, you cannot play this game. This game is a luxury. It's a luxury afforded afforded to you by the town, the people that you know give you that people that pay for you to have this beautiful field, have this equipment. All these things. But if you're not going to do your job in the classroom, then you cannot be afforded this luxury. So we always try to just motivate these guys and just, you know, keep not only their grades up, but keep their spirits up and stuff. We just try to keep them out of as much trouble as possible. But I think I got the, the title for the episode right there. Dominate the classroom, dominate life. I think I think that's... <laughs> <laughs> I dig it. The title of the episode right there. And something that you said is it's so key right there because a lot of people, I'm sure you heard the saying that the richest place are where people are buried because there's a lot of dreams and a lot of goals that never came into the earth. Hey, you try. It's a lot of people that have dreams and they didn't they they didn't try. You yeah. Try- it it's, it says a lot about the people that actually try. Like it's somebody that probably a lot of times had the same idea, the same type of vision, 
and just let it stay in their head and didn't try it. So to actually go through with it puts you in a different category already. It's somebody that didn't even try it. Right. Like I always think about just like with like me and you, like you do you have you do bench mob, I do sports mark, and it's like we're not picked up by some, you know, million billion dollar station or company. Like we're not getting paid for this. Like we just do this because it's something that we're passionate about and that we love. Also like if we do this for four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten years, even if we still don't get picked up, like and something that you know, one day maybe it ends, like, yo, like, okay, it ended, but look, we we did 10 years of this, like we had fun, we had you know, we had ups and downs, we put out a lot of dope content, we had good times, you know, we had some struggles, but like we tried. Like, not every place is gonna be a bleacher report that gets picked up and turns into some billion dollar corporate corporation. Like it's you know what I'm saying chances are we chances are sports might might not make it but you know we're having fun while we're doing it and whenever it ends if it doesn't then it ends and if not then cool but that's one thing we can say is we were fa- passionate about this and we tried we tried our damnedest you know so that's the I main think thing with that too is like when you're doing something that you're passionate about the money that everything else will come you feel me like. I, I really, really do believe that it may not be, like you said, on the Bleacher Report level, but you're going to get something out of it. You'll impact right. somebody. Like, I know, I'm sure you hear from people all the time, like, yo, I like the podcast. I'll be watching. Yo, y'all be keeping me up to date. For me, sometimes that is the, that's like a good, yo, somebody actually takes time out and is rocking to watch and listen. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. To me, like, you got all, you have, like you said, there's Bleach Report, you got all this other places where you can get your content and you choose and you take time out to listen. And like, to me, that's dope. You mentioned it, perfect transition. When and how did the sports smart analyst start? When did that start? What was the inspiration for it? And I remember, if I remember correctly, it's not just you. So how did this all come about? Um, so yeah, no, it's not just me. It was, it, we had, we had maybe close to 10 people in at one point, but we're down to maybe half the number, but honestly with us, it's really like quality over just like quantity. We can pull in people that, honestly, I like it better now because it, it leads to more, like we branch out to other people. Like we've been, you know, me and you, we've talked about doing collab work. Um, we've talked to, you know, Brett. And Charles talking about a dope, dope podcast and everything. So I like it because it lends to branching out to other people and doing collaboration work, which I always love to do. You know, not just only it, it's it's different. It's fun because you, you meet new people and you get you know a fresh perspective on a lot of things. And it's not just the same four faces, just you know talking about the same stuff or agreeing with the same stuff. Like I know what he's like. If like we talk football all the time. With like me and the three other guys, it's gonna be okay. I know what he's gonna say. I know what he's gonna say. I know what he's gonna say. Yeah. Because we've been doing this for four years. I know his opinion on certain things. But now I'm talking to you, and I ask you something, and you're saying something completely different. I'm like, all right, I didn't think of it that way, because I know I'm not. I don't have the insight to talk to you like you know your you and your crew do. Your you, you and your crew probably might be like, I know Antonio's gonna say this if I bring this up. But if I bring it up, you like you might be you might give me some whole other opinion that nobody in my crew even thought of. So like, 
I I actually like doing this because you collab with different people and you get different opinions, different insight. But um, I mean, it just started because I don't know if you know, um, I don't know if you know Paul Tika, but um, it was me and my it was me and my boy Paul, and um, it's funny because Paul actually coached me in a church league for basketball. <laughs> he he, oh, he Bethany. Yep, Bethany Church. Yep. Yeah, he actually uh, coached me over there, so I was just, uh, I feel like I was just like, I, like I, it's hard because I can't even like really completely remember it, but I know I was at home, and I was chilling, and I was going back and forth with him, and I was talking to my other, my, my boy's guy, uh, my boy uh, Jaquan, I met him in uh, college, so I've known him like almost 10 years now, and then my cousin, and I was talking to them, just just having different conversations, blah, blah, whatever. And um, my my two boys at the time, that they, uh, they actually left a while. They actually left sports market a while back, and they had started their own kind of thing. But um, I was talking to a lot of people back and forth, and I, I talked about with Paul, and I was like, what would you think about starting, like, a, a podcast or whatever, to talk about, like, different sports and make, you can make a Facebook page and Instagram, blah, blah, whatever. And... Um, he was like, he was like, he was honestly like, I, that, he said, that'd be dope. Like, I've been wanting to do something like that for a while. And I just, I never had the time and I couldn't find the right people for it. And honestly, I don't, I didn't think it would be this hard finding people to talk about sports, but it really is hard. <laughs> like, it, it really is hard to find like people that are dedicated to talk about sports. Like, yeah. it really is. Like, I didn't think it would be like that. I'm thinking like everybody would be trying to be like, oh, like, yeah, yeah. Like, like a twenty man team, like nah, like we got like five six people. I've I've <laughs> I've gone out and asked multiple people, like yo, like you want to be part of this? And they'll say yeah, and then like I'll add them to like the WhatsApp group, or whatever, and then like they'll be there for like two days, and they'll just disappear, and it's never like nah, man, it's too much work yeah. for me. Like I'm like, yeah. but you like you love sports though, like you can't just go on like Zoom and talk sports for an hour, like you, you know what I'm saying? Like I never yeah. thought it would be. That much work. <laughs> like, I never thought that. Like that's like the craziest part to me. I'm like, yo, like I didn't I to me this is fun. Like, like you know what I'm saying? Like to me it's fun. So like so, that's how it's for all of us. Like that's really how it's for all of us. Like I I, I love just you know posting sports news when I see when I have the opportunity because through working football, like I just you know, I thought it was just gonna be fun, like Posting news, having a whole bunch of podcasts, big open discussions, getting a heated debates and stuff like that. I, that's all I looked at it as. So I didn't think of anything like, oh, like this is mad work. Like you want me to post stuff and you want me to do this, you want me to do that. Like, all right, like, <laughs> like we just talk in sports, bro. Like you love sports anyway, so what's the big deal? But you know, it I, like we just like I said, we just all four of us really sat down. And we're just like. Let's just do it. Let's just go for it. Let's talk sports. So we started, you know, the whole team. We started talking and just came up with the name and just took off from there. So yeah. it's uh, it's weird, man, because people do it on the regular without even knowing it. Like if you really think about it, depending on what barbershop you go to, some barbershops is booty. But depending on what barbershop you go to, you're having a podcast right there because y'all end up yelling what. 
what you say about Daniel Jones? And you're you're doing that anyway. Yeah, for real, for real. But <laughs> why why not? Like, and the thing you know, it's really tough having that. Uh, it's it's tough having that trying to maintain that balance because you're friends, but like at the same time, it's like. You want to be like you don't want to be on top of people, but it's like yo, I need you to post this. Yo, somebody post this. Somebody do this. Can you do this? Can you post this? And people be like, bro, like <laughs> I got stuff to do. And you're like, yeah, but this news just broke. And if we don't post it, then ESPN's gonna break it, and then everybody's gonna see. It. Like, bro, if we break this before they break it, then people gonna be like, yo, did you see this? Like, this people got it before you. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, but you yeah. don't want to be on your friends' back. But it's like this needs to get done. <laughs> so like. I'd be trying to chill, but at the same time, kind of be like, yo, can you post this? People be like, nah, I can't. I'd be like, all right, all right. Like, my bad. Like, I got it. I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> preaching, you preaching to the choir. Oh, my Lord. Yeah. I sometimes, I sometimes, I'll be waiting for sometimes y'all to post it because I'm like, yo, hey, they posted it first. I'll just reshare it and I'll create a poll <laughs> off of it. <laughs> You know, to try to keep up with all the sports. And then, like you said, once ESPN, once Bleach Report, they drop it, ain't nobody looking at our pages for it. They already reached, they already shared the ESPN link of what we're already talking about. Yes. Like, yes. To try to get people to understand, like, in the, the business that we're in, accuracy is important, but also if you could be accurate and getting it out first. Yes. Shams, Woj, I be, I got their notifications on every time. Yes. yes. Anytime they say anything, well, yes. we yep. right. Yo, I'm right, I'm, I'm right there with you. I'm right there with you. I be, I have like, and my phone stops at a uh, 24, but I have 24 tweets, a tweet, a tweets come to my phone at a time because I follow a whole bunch of Giants beat writers, NFL news, all this stuff. So I woad sharp all the same thing. So as soon as I see something like, and I know that East Bend and Bobby, it will be like breaking like a, a blockbuster NBA trade, breaking. I'll go straight to that junk, copy paste. I'll give them the credit. A woad bomb, blah blah. I find a picture off Google, put it up, share it to like twenty places. Like yo, look at this, look at this, look at this. <laughs> like look at this. No, exactly. Like, and like, like five minutes later, ESPN breaks it. I'm like, all right, well, no. We shared it 25 times first. Like, like, you do not understand. Yes. Twitter really be getting the news first and everything. And and life. Oh, they're going to war with this country. Twitter knows an hour and a half before ABC posted. Yes. People do not really understand. No. How clutch Twitter be coming in handy. Like doing free agency. Schefter and during the oh, trade deadline. Oh my lord! I, I just post. I, same, same. Like I just sit here. I just like free agency pops up. Free agency frenzy starts. I just sit here in my room like this, bro. Just on my phone, like I don't move for hours because I'm just refresh, refresh, refresh. Another signing. Find the picture. Post it. Refresh another signing. I'm just at it like for like hours. Like it's for real. It just be like that because I'm trying to yeah. get everything out before bleep before bleach report before ESPN. I'm trying to get out before anybody else gets it out. 
And then at least I can, you know, it'll be on Facebook. People will be like, you know, people share it out. And then ESPN drops it. And I'm like, all right, well, I already got like an extra three, four shares off of this. Like somebody, people saw it. Now it's out there. And then you see like two, three people come trickling in and like your page. Like, yo, these guys shared it before ESPN or they broke it before Bleach Report broke it. I'm like, cool, cool. Keep saying that. Keep saying that. Like, that's exactly. We'll be on it. Uh, <laughs> that's all we do. Man. I'll be at work going to the bathroom, bathroom breaks, be in there posting stuff. <laughs> I'm glad you I'm glad you got a team. My boys, they don't they don't be posting that as heavy, bro. I literally be going to the bathroom on some uh, I'll be flushing the toilet, not even using the bathroom, just to make it sound like I'm using the bathroom. Bro. Yeah. All the time. Got the watch on, get the notification. Oh, shoot, let me go make this post real quick. <laughs> yo, I just yeah. great having a team, yo, because if, I, if I'm busy at work and I can't, I'll just, I'll just, uh, I'll copy, I'll paste, I'll, I'll drop it in the WhatsApp group and be like, yo, breaking news, somebody posted, got to go back to work and they'll be up and I'll be like, thank you. Yo. <laughs> like, we have a we have a good yeah. team, and the WhatsApp is great, bro. Because there's a couple times in the end, I'm like, hmm, I ain't thinking about that perspective, and I ain't gonna hold you. A couple people, I swagger Jack, they ideas came and was like, oh yeah, no, nah, look at it this way. Certain <laughs> <laughs> topics, I was like, that I, I don't be knowing. I was like, oh, hmm, okay. <laughs> Take this note right here. <laughs> I know you're still in there. Nah, I'll be in there. I just uh I had to turn the notifications off. Y'all be in there busy. I'll be at work getting Twitter notifications, WhatsApp. It be coming through. Yo, I know, I know. Hey. I did, I'll I'll pull my thing down, it'll be like 375. I'll be like, nope, yes. I'll pull it right back up. Like, yes. nope. I'll go yes. in the next morning like, what's up? I, I don't even be in there half the time. I just be reading stuff because they be going at it. I'd be like, between work, high school football, cow football, I have no time. So like, I'm like, right, y'all exactly. Like, it'd be, it be 10 o'clock, I check it. By 11, it's 400 messages on there. I'm like, God. <laughs> God. Dang, what the heck? Yo, I know. Well, I be told, what's I be told, one thing. What's one thing people don't know about podcasting? Um, I think how I don't know. I feel I don't know. The baby, I don't know if it was like this for you, but it was almost kind of nerve wracking. Like when we first started, like you don't think it's gonna be because you're just like, oh, we talk about sports all the time, but then like. When you're doing the like an episode of a show, it's kind of like I, I gotta be kind of like. Pardon me, I want to be accurate, and then like on top of that, it's like, it's not just like, you go and we go for Facebook Live sometimes too. So like we'll go Facebook Live and then, I'll share it, and we'll we'll share it. But like my so my thing is, I'm in like a whole bunch of sports groups on Facebook, so I'll take the podcast and I'll share the podcast like thirty times throughout like 30 different groups. So we're talking NFL. I'm sharing like every Giants group, every NFL group of men. So like just off of the off the rip, I've shared it like 35 times. And then I share it to my own wall. 
I'll share it to people's like I'll go in people's inbox that my friends will share it there, tell them to share it. Like I'm trying to always trying to get the shares up. But then when you think about it, I'm like, we're Facebook Live and I've shared it to like 50 people. So or 50 groups and everything. So I'm like, people could potentially just jump in and you could see the number in the in the, when you're when you're live. So it's like, dang, we're just 25 people watching us right now that I probably don't know that are listening to us. Like it's almost kind of nerve-wracking because it's like everything's like you want to make it so like i know we're not professional we don't have mics hanging and lighting and blah blah but like you want to make it semi like professional and it's, it's also like learning like each other's learning when somebody else is talking that kind of like you kind of for you to kind of back off and not keep talking over each other and learning timing not trying to have dead period or dead space like you know stuff like that so it's like when you're talking it, and then like somebody else says something and then like the con they just kind of like end it and you're just like so like you know what I'm saying like that dead space people are just like these guys are boring like you know what I'm saying like you want to have people that are like have engaging conversation you want to have you want to understand when somebody's done talking and you just jump in and you just keep going like it's a lot of it, it just it took it, it took a lot of time to get to the point where we can actually, where we roll off each other smoothly and transition to new topics and everything like that. So it definitely, it definitely isn't as easy as it seems. Like, you know, you want to know what you're talking about. You want to have your timing down. You want to have your transitions down. You want to know, or you want to, again, take away that dead space and not just have like blank airspace where it's just kind of awkward and quiet. Like you, Stuff like that that just comes with learning the person and just building a chemistry with them. So that's probably for me was like that's like probably like the hardest thing. Uh, uh, I'd have to agree, Pete. It's it's sports talk, but at the same time, it's it's an art to podcasting and, and keeping people engaged and everything you just mentioned. So I think that's something that people have to you know keep in mind if they decide they want to hop into podcasting. It's not just just talking about the sports is one aspect of it you got a whole whole lot of other things to factor in when it comes to the podcast and the podcast actually gaining success or shares and whatnot because exactly it's a certain like you said level of professionalism and it's a whole lot of other things that factor into making the podcast good Mm -hmm. we're transitioning and to what I like to call with the quickness segment. So basically okay. rapid fire questions, whatever the first answer comes to your mind, boom, that's the answer, all right? Got you. So we're gonna start off with an easy one. What's your go-to meal? Wings. Wings? What flavors? Uh, buffalo or barbecue. And we going drums or flats? Drums. Drums. Daniel Jones is the quarterback of the future for the Giants. Facts or cat? Oh, God. Facts. (laughs) Can I expand on that? (laughs) You could expand on it. I personally, I like how he's been playing. It's been a yes. tough year, but he hasn't been playing bad. I just think he might get lost in a shuffle if 
This don't I, get exactly. around. Exactly. I think this has been probably one of his better. This is obviously is better than last year, but outside of the Rams game, I you can't blame the season on him. The defense is playing horrible. Every person that he has to throw the ball to is hurt. The offensive line is still terrible. Like, and he's made the best of a terrible situation. Outside of that Rams game, he threw three picks. But other than that, the kid's been playing great. I can't hate him. Now, like, you know, we get the offensive line fixed, the defense starts rolling next year and everything, and he still sucks or he sucks again, like, time to move on. But this year, like, I can't blame anything on him outside of the one Rams game we got, you know, killed. But other than that, like, as of now, I would say he's in the future plans to be a Giants still. Hey, I'm not a Giants fan, but I have no problem with Daniel Jones this year. We always – it's my boy Greg on the show, Giants fan, Daniel Jones lover. We always clown him because he was saying going into the season, Daniel Jones is throwing 26 touchdowns at least. He's going to have a breakout year. And I'd have to say, he's playing good. Yeah, he is. He it's is. Not I it's not his fault this year. I can't be mad at him. Like, I really can't be mad at him. So. The MVP of the NFL so far is. Brady. Brady. I was going to say Brady, Josh Allen, or Dak Prescott, but I can't say Dak Prescott because he's a cowboy, so I'm not going to give him any type of recognition. <laughs> so <laughs> I want to say Brady. I'm believe Petty and say Brady. True to your, your Giants blood. Of course. The Super Bowl winner this year will be. Ooh. I don't see the Bucks repeating. I don't. Um they'll make it. Mm, I mean, I'm trying to think of the best team in the AFC. I'll say Bucks for now. I'll say the Bucks repeat for now. Bucks repeat. Off the top of my head, I can't remember the, who's who's the best in the AFC. And I'm not again, I'm not gonna put the Cowboys up there. The Cardinals are undefeated, but I feel the Cardinals are gonna come back to Earth soon. Um not too many more. I, I mean, before yesterday, I would have said the Ravens looked pretty good, and they got killed by the Bengals, so I can't even see the Ravens. That was like a, an eye-opener. I was like, what the hell's going on? Like, whew. And then, I mean, other than that, the Chiefs look terrible this year. The Broncos are average. I do I, – I really love the Chargers this year, honestly. I think the Chargers could make some noise in the in the playoffs. I think the Chargers will make noise and probably I think they may go to the AFC Championship. Uh, they might. That'd be interesting. I wouldn't mind seeing the Chargers in the Super Bowl. I like Herbert. So yeah. I, so for now, I will say the Bucks will repeat, but I'm pretty sure they won't. I don't think they will. So a lot of people have Spencer Rattler as their Heisman pick. As we know, he's been benched. Who is the best quarterback in your eyes coming out of college this year? Ah, uh, this this one is this is that's a good question. It's a good question, but it's, it's tough because um, it kind of goes hand in hand with the whole is Daniel Jones like the future of the Giants or anything? It's tough to it's tough because I was just talking to somebody about this like two three years ago. 
But the quarterback class this year, in my opinion, is weak. Because, again, like you said, Spencer Rattler was supposed to be a Heisman hopeful. But, you know, he was, you know, what a lot of people said was the consensus number one draft or quarterback coming out this year. And they had it between him, Sam Howell, uh, Malik Willis, and Carson Strong. Those four quarterbacks coming out this year. And Rattler's been benched for Caleb Williams, who continues. He's a true freshman quarterback who continues to win games. He has the, the respect of the fans, the respect of the team. So Rattler, and honestly, Rattler just removed um, removed his uh, Oklahoma quarterback credentials from social media over the weekend, or a couple of days ago, actually. So he actually he went on like Twitter and Instagram, and he took down instead quarterback at Oklahoma. He took down the Oklahoma party to the quarterback. So he took mm-hmm. it down for, yeah. So he took it down for a couple hours, and then he put it back up. So everybody, everybody already screenshot and everybody got the message like, okay, you don't want to be here anymore. I get it. So he's more likely going to transfer next year. Where he goes, I don't know. Um, other than that, I mean, I'm a Penn State fan. I wouldn't mind taking it on Penn State because our quarterback situation isn't the greatest either. Um. Other than that, like, I don't see – I mean, I don't, I'm not going to say I don't see a quarterback coming up for this round. But, again, you have him who got benched. Sam Howell on North Carolina hasn't been that great this year. And he was, he was the number two in most people's eyes. Then you have Malik Willis. And, like, when I look at Malik, Malik Willis, my main thing is, like, you can be, you know, athletic. You can be X, Y, Z, blah, blah, like. But my main thing with him is, like, who have you played? Like, that's going to be his biggest, you know, that's going to be his his biggest thing. Who have you played? So, like, when I I pulled up, I pulled up, like, the stats and everything of who he's played this past season. And it's like, I understand you could only play your, your competition, but it's like, again, like, do you take this quarterback based on his level of competition? Like, like, so I, I actually screenshotted it too. I could pull it up, but, um, so this year he's played against Campbell, Troy, Old Dominion, Syracuse, UAB, Middle Tennessee State, UL Monroe and North Texas. Like, you know, it's like that, that's the competition he's playing. Like, you know, and the quarterbacks have come out of lower divisions. I get it. Like, you know, Carson Wentz came out and Trey Lance came out from North, uh, you know, North Dakota. I get it that, that uh, not every quarterback's going to come out of Alabama and Ohio State and everything. And I mean, honestly, those court, those teams don't really, produce, don't really produce too many quarterbacks anyway mm-hmm. because there's so much talent around those teams. They don't need a five star QB to step in and throw for 4,000 yards. You can get a three star quarterback and that, just, that can just manage the game and not win. Not, just, as long as they don't lose. And you hand that ball off on time, and that that defense dominates. Any person can play quarterback in those college. Like, but that's my main thing with Malik Willis. He, his, to me, it's just his competition level. Like, you know, who are you playing? Because you're gonna look at him and be like, he had a great game against Campbell. Like, you know, he had a great game. He had a great game with Old Dominion. Like. And then when you actually play teams that you know, like Syracuse, they lost to get Syracuse. Like, mm-hmm. so when you play somebody like, oh, I know who Syracuse is. Oh, well, we lost to them. Oh, okay. Like, UL Monroe. We lost to UL Monroe. 
but you can beat up on all these others. Like you can beat up, you can put forty five on Old Dominion. Like I didn't even know Old Dominion had a bass a football team. So it's yeah. like the level of competition is really going to be like the, his main drawback, in my opinion. At me personally, from watching my top three quarterbacks as of now, and it really changes every week. I I'm like a I'm like a fake Mel Kiper, but, but like. <laughs> My quarterbacks right now are are Kenny Pickett. I love Kenny Pickett's game. Quarterback from Pittsburgh. Um, who's the other one? Carson Strong from Nevada. And then I love Matt Corral from Ole Miss. I love those three. Those are my those are probably my three my three guys my three main guys right now. I would have to pick. Um, they got Malik going. When I saw they have Malik going, I think top fifteen, top twenty, and then they they're talking about Corral in the fifteen to thirty range. Um, you know, the main thing I keep seeing is Corral's going to Pittsburgh. I keep seeing that. Yeah, you know, I don't know why. I don't know what the connection is. I mean, obviously Ben needs to go after this year. Um, some Pittsburgh people like Dwayne Haskins. I don't know if he's going to be the guy, but I wouldn't, you know, hedge my bet on just him. So if a Matt Corral does fall to them, I might, why not take him? And then, you know, you have Dwayne Haskins, you have Corral, and they battle it out, you know, and see what, see what it is. But those, as of now, are my top three. I, I don't know if you uh, Pittsburgh, but Kenny Pickett's a, a really good quarterback. I think next year, if they're both eligible, I think, DJ Ungulaleli from Clemson, and I think Bryce Young from, uh, from uh, Bama, those two will be good quarterbacks. Those, that'll be like a probably a a one-two kind of thing, or both will go in the top five at least if they're both eligible. But this year's quarterback class to me doesn't really impress me. I wouldn't touch really any quarterback this year. So like I said again, like I would have even if I said that Daniel Jones wasn't the, the, the future of the Giants, I'd still have to rock with him at least for this year. Because yeah. I don't see anybody coming out that like that's better than him or even remotely close to them, you know. So unless there was like a Trevor Lawrence coming out, then okay, yeah. But you know, there's not, or Justin yeah. Herbert, but there's not. So I'd have to. I'm. I'd still with Rock and Jones in that case. But yeah, that, those are probably my top three: Pickett, Corral, and Carson Strong. As of now, probably something to change. Yeah, I, we were saying the same thing. Based off of who's coming out, you you rock with Daniel Jones another year. Yeah, Just rock, with, rock with Daniel Jones another year. Hope that everybody is healthy. Hope that the O line is good, and rock out with him another year because ain't no point in putting one of these quarterbacks, especially in New York. Ain't uh oh, no, ain't no point. Nope. Two more before we get you out of here. Who's in your musical rotation? I saw couple days back maybe a week ago you was talking about lo-fi hip-hop which <laughs> you don't know about that if you don't know about that that's some some good music but who's <laughs> in your musical rotation hey uh <laughs> i'm not so i'm i'm weird man i'm a really uh i'm a real old school neo soul kind of person i don't listen to honestly i don't listen to rap music unless i'm working out like that's the only time I listen to rap. I don't listen to rap anymore. Um, so like, if you see me walking around, I might have like a mean mug on, but like, 
I'm not listening to nothing crazy. Like, I really don't. I don't be listening to nothing crazy. And I said, the only thing I'll do is, like, I'll put my headphones on, and, like, if I'm benching or something like that, then I'm listening, like, to rap. Or if I'm walking, you know, walking a couple miles and like that, I'll have that on. But, like, right now, I, I don't listen to anything. If I said the names, you'd probably be like, man, how old are you? Like, I listen to, like, Sam Cooke and stuff like that, man. That's what I listen to. Like, I, I'm trying to think of who else. Like, I listen to a lot, of, like, a lot of oldies, you know, like Temptations and stuff like that. Stuff that we mm-hmm. grew up on. Like that was stuff that like our parents put us on when we were younger. Like, you know, stuff that people nowadays would be like, "Who the hell is this?" Like, you know what I'm saying? But, like, they don't know good music. Though. They they don't know nah, good music. If nah. you listen to it, give it a chance. Sam Cooke, The Temptations, everybody. Yeah. You go further back, and a lot of the stuff now. I be listening to it, and like you said, the stuff that our parents put us on. I'm like, yo, ain't that, ain't they sampling? Mm-hmm. So how yep. you knock, how you knocking the music? The people today, exactly, like, enough to sample it. Yep. yep. Like it's like if you, I'll sit up here and like if you took my headphones off my head, I'm listening to either like I'm either listening to like Sam Cooke or Marvin Gaye or you know like. For tops and Diana Ross, Supremes, and you know, or I'll, or I'll be listening to like '80s rock or something like that. <laughs> I'll be listening to like, I'll be listening to like ACDC and like Billy Joel and all this other stuff. Like I listen to all the oldies and classic stuff, stuff like that. I don't, I don't listen to every little so and so and baby so and so. There's too many people, man. Like, there's way too many of like. <laughs> Every day it's like little little Dirk and little little baby Dirk and little something. I'm like, like who is this? Like, like, like you know what I'm saying? Like the only people that like even if I do like me listening to rap. If I'm listening to rap, there's gonna be. If I listen to rap, I'm gonna listen to like Eminem. It's gonna be Eminem, Nas, Kendrick. I listen to Kid Cudi. Listen to Game stuff like that. I have a couple people, a couple of newer people I listen to. Like, I like like one song from like what's his name, NBA YoungBoy. I like one song mm-hmm. from that guy. <laughs> like, one, maybe one or two songs from him. I listen to like I listen to like Pop Smoke. That's what I like. Like, that's probably like the main new school person that like mm-hmm. I actually like listen to. Probably Pop Smoke. Like, everybody, not not too many people. I listen to maybe a couple Migos here and there. Uh, nothing crazy. Probably them, and I'd probably say mostly possible and stuff like that. But like, it's more than likely, I'm listening. If you like, if you took my headphones off my head and like, what are you listening to? I'd be like, uh, you know, listen. Teddy like, Pendergrass. Yeah, I listen to jazz music. Like, <laughs> you know, like yeah. there's not, like there's not even any words. I'm just listening to jazz music. Like, you know, I also I used to play. So. Oh, okay. That's in my that's. I ain't know that. That makes sense. Yeah, I used to play music. I used to, I, used to, I play saxophone. Like oh yeah, yeah. Jazz. I, I can see the jazz, the lo-fi hip hop. I can yeah. yeah. That's why yeah. That's why I listen. That's why the lo the lo-fi hits because I I hear all the the beats and all the little you know little things that people that listen to it like if you somebody just put on lo-fi it was just like like what is this like they wouldn't get it. But like when I, I listened to Lo-Fi, I was like, 
I I I dig this. Like I now it's like I listen to like every day now. Like I have like little five music. I just put like on my playlist. And I just like every day now because I can just like you hear like all the little subtle like drum hits and you know yeah. this 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 note and this instrument and this here and this and I can count a song and like in measures. I can count it in a four four beat. I can count it in a two four. I can hear it in my head. So like yeah, I I played from fourth grade to senior high school so I played mm. so I can I hear it so like that's why I don't have to even listen to like I don't have to listen to like, all these I, I can listen to jazz all day because I can hear an hour listen to a song I'm like so like particular and just so like critical like I'll go back it'll be from like the minute 45 mark to like the 212 mark and I'll just keep rewinding it because I hear like different parts of it in my head that like you don't pick up I pick up different little notes here and there and like it just is a lot <laughs> it's a lot so like that's why I'm always listening I'm always listening to music though like but I, like I said I'll always be listening to like jazz or just something like that like I don't that's I don't really have I can't really tell you like oh like a top five who's in my playlist it just it'd be weird <laughs> hey uh, I never played an instrument um, outside of the recorder, which, you know, everybody had to play that at some point. <laughs> but I do have an appreciation for it. Like, for me, growing up, church, I used to love staying after service, mm. and the band would just get it on. And I'd be listening, just sitting there like, ooh, even now, I'll turn on music, my wife be getting annoyed. I'm like, yeah. wait, find that. Well, did you yeah. hear that? Yeah. 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 Oh, this Yep. <laughs> and she yep. looking at me like, the heck wrong with you? I'm like, yo, I wish I learned to play an instrument because the, the art of it and just how genius, especially when you hear how they put the stuff together and the different sounds and the different instruments, especially talking about jazz and smooth jazz and lo-fi hip hop and the sampling and everything. I'm like, I appreciate it. Yeah. I like that sometimes more and it's more relaxing and chill and cool like i guess like you said it depends on your mood what you're trying to do but yeah it's it's crazy my boy put me on to um he actually sent me a video of um my boy he played a you remember um what's it called remember uh fixed class science remember, yeah. science? remember my boy uh that's just that's like one of markindy that came in after from orange yeah he came he came in later yeah, he played in the marching band in Orange, and they did like they do like they did like a lot of like the battle music and everything. So like you know how West Star is more like traditional and stuff like that type of music. They did like all the battle a battle of the band stuff like that, a lot of swing music. So he puts he still puts me on stuff like that. And he put me on to one video, and um, the song is called Black and Blues by Al Jarreau, mm -hmm. like another artist and everything. But uh, if you like how you said like you got to church, you'd be just hearing like you know the, the band getting in and everything. Like, so Al Jarreau has his version of it, and then there's a, a band version of it, and there's like it's like these four. I, I think they're actually like a quartet, it's like a trombone quartet, and they play that black and blues song. And like, man, when he sent me that link, I listen, I must have listened to that video like 50 times that day. I didn't know the song at the time, so I'm sitting there listening to it, and then I searched it on YouTube, 
And then I found it and I searched through the comments and I found that it's black, it's called Black and Blue. But I, I searched, I searched the song. I, I searched, like I was going crazy that day. I found, I found everything. And I was like, okay. I added to like my Spotify plays and everything. Like it, if you listen to that, like if you like hearing like all the little, I'm telling you, it's, it's something that you, you listen to, you're like, oh, this is like, this is crazy. Like, and it was like, it's just four trombones. It's not nobody else plays. It's just four trombones in the original video that I saw, and they just they tear it up like <laughs> they tear it up like. Yo, it's a, I be doing that sometimes in the car, man. I got one. I got one more before we head out, but we got serious radio. So I be turning on Channel sixty six, smooth jazz, and j- oh, who does? Oh, okay. Let me go to Apple Music. Let me add this on. <laughs> Okay, yep. put this onto the playlist. Oh, oh, this this good. Like yep. all the time. And like I said, it was church. It was a dude we called him iPod. The, one of the dopest people I've ever met in my life. He could listen to the song. Just like you was mentioning, you, you could hear the stuff in the song and be able to be like, all right, I'm playing it out in my head. We could play any song for this guy. That's why they called him iPod. Play it for 30 seconds. Mm. Play out the whole song. That junk used to freak us out. He'll listen to 30 seconds of it. Sit there. All right. Mm-mm-mm. Play the whole thing out. What the? <laughs> That's like, dope, though. That that type of musical genius to me, I, I appreciate it. Because it's art. Just like you can look at sports. It's art. To see how Tom Brady is still carving up defense. Like, it's a, it's a art to it. Like, it's a beautiful, beautiful mind how how it works. You're a coach. Top five coaches that you'd love to have a meal with. Hmm. Wow. Okay. I never thought of this one. I would say I would say Joe Paterno, Penn State fan. Of course. I would say, I would say, I want to say Tom Coughlin, ex giant. I would say Nick Saban, uh-huh. learning, learning to win, and <laughs> you know, um, you know who I really admire, I really like, I like Mike Tomlin. I really like Mike Tomlin. I think I'll I'll definitely like to talk to Mike Tomlin, and a fifth co- a fifth coach. Oh, I might say James Franklin because he's <laughs> the current current head coach of Penn State. Maybe I can get a job. <laughs> Quick question before we get you out of here, man. I just thought about it. What's your thoughts on what? Deion Sanders is trying to do over at Jackson State and with HBCU football. Oh, I love it. I, I love it because it, it to me it's kind of reminiscent of or kind of is the same as like a lot of these high school athletes going to the HBCUs and not like they're you know they're realizing that not everybody has to go to UNC and Duke and Kentucky anymore. It's like I can go to you know a HBCU and I'll get noticed like. You know, 
I can go play here, drop my whatever blah blah game. I'm already everybody knows I'm a five star athlete. They know I'm one of the top recruits out. They know I can ball. Like I can go here for a year, get a great, I can get a good education, you know, make connections and all that stuff. I can go go here, ball out, and a lot of people are seeing it and they're following suit. Uh, so all that's doing is raising the competition. Like they're not all going to the same team. So one can go to Howard, one can go to Grambling, one can go to Southern, one can go to here, one can go to there. Like, and people start saying like, "Hey, like, in football and basketball wise, like, hey, there's this is pretty pretty solid competition over here. Like, let's go here." And I mean, let's be honest, like a lot of these athletes, at least in basketball, like a lot of these people are more people of color. Like, hey, mm-hmm. like, like, let's build up the HBCU schools. Let's let's you know let's bring more attention to them. Same thing with football aspect. Like, hey, like, let's get this on TV so people can see that we have a lot of athletes down here that can go next level in college football and college basketball. We have a lot of people that go next level. They're just not, it's just not, you know, it's not seen. There's no eyes on it. So, so people don't know, like, oh, this guy from this, you know, this running back from uh, Howard is could potentially be the best running back in the draft. Nobody knows. One, because it's not seen and there's just not, you know, there's no eyes on it. So you'll have your scouts that might go, regional scouts might go to the game and say, hey, these guys, you know, with like a flyer or something like that. Maybe we'll bring them a, a training camp invite. But I think overall it's dope what Dion is doing, what he's trying to do, bring more attention and awarenesses to these kids because they honestly, they honestly deserve it. And honestly, there's a lot of talent that's falling by the wayside. People not watching. Like, look at, I always say like, I know, I know there's other, probably a thousand more people that, you know, I don't mention, but my main thing is look at Darius Leonard. Like, Darius Leonard came from HBCU. And Darius Leonard is probably one of, if not the best linebacker in all of football. Like, you know, <laughs> so that's one guy. Yep. You know, they went down, they found this kid, they found this kid, you know, I can't remember off the top of my head what school he went to, but I believe it, I believe it's HBCU. Nah, he definitely went to HBCU, and that's, like you said, there's plenty of other people, but I know that's, as of late, that's the person that they're putting on, you know, as like the poster child for, hey, you found Darius Leonard. He went to South Carolina State University. He went to, he went to HBCU, and the kid's one of the best linebackers, if not the best in football. So, I mean, it's like, you got that. You can go back down there and find more people and more kids are going to, more athletic, you know, more athletes are going to start going to these schools and building up not only the schools, building up, you know, the awareness and getting them on TV. And people are going to start taking note and just saying, hey, a lot of talent down here we need to come look at. And that's going to get more kids noticed and more kids are going to get more opportunities off of it. So, and they deserve it. So, I think, I, I love what he's doing. Shoot, I love to be a part of it. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a, a major thing, especially too. It'll be an option because with the name, image, and likeness now, you can really go anywhere. You you can really go anywhere now. And it's more so about where do you, you know, feel that you're a fit for some that actually care about the classroom, where are you going to get your best education, has the best, mm-hmm. you know, program for what you want to study in. So I think that's huge. I commend him and any of the other coaches in HBCUs trying to bring awareness to it. 
But y'all know the vibes, Bench Mob ENT. If you stay ready, you don't have to get ready. We appreciate Joe hopping on, taking time out of his night, hopping on with the Bench Mob. We appreciate him big time. Make sure y'all share this. Make sure you tell your friends, your uncle, your baby moms. It's a lot of gems. It's a lot of gems in this one right here, especially those young kids too. So you watch this, you got a nephew, you got a niece, you got anybody that's growing up and it doesn't have to be sports, just growing up. There's a lot of gems in here. Dominate the classroom, dominate life. We out, peace. Yo.